We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to Grinders Live, the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. Um, I am not Dean. We're giving Dean a day off. He's been working his butt off. So I'm Stevie TPFL. I'm joined by my two buddies, uh, Genie for 07 Grant, the turd Ferguson. How's it going, my friend? Oh, my life is just wonderful. I'm loving this horrible slate so much right now. And there's things to pay off. All right, chat. Chat is already saying we want Dean. Listen, Dean needs a day off every once in a while, and we all know we don't want Dean. So we want the creator of the bat, the good old-fashioned Derek Cardi. Derek, how you going? How's it going, man? Pretty good. How you doing? Listen, I'm always good. Um, I like when I'm in this role. Um, I had, I've had like two bad days of like terrible pitching takes, so – I get to like go on this side now and let you guys make the awesome, terrible um, pitcher takes. And, um, you know, it, it's an interesting slate, Derek. You know, I think like when we're looking at this one, this is probably one you're like kind of salivating, right? Like, you know, bit, there's some pitchers yeah. and it's like, oh, so uh, give me give me a quick overview of this slate and um, what we're kind of looking at here. So, I mean, the guy that people I think are going to try to shove into their cast games is Zach Ranky. And I think you can do that. I probably will wind up doing it. But Greinke is nowhere near a must play. Like Greinke's not a great pitcher. Like he's a guy almost like Madison Bumgarner where his name value exceeds his actual talent. His velocity is down two miles an hour this year. His strikeout rate has only been average the past few years, years to begin with. You know, he gets by on a really low walk rate and a really low BABIP. And if either of those jump up a little bit, people aren't going to think Zach Greinke is a great pitcher anymore. Um, the Giants don't strike out a ton, and he's super overpriced at like 10.3K. So you can play him, um, but I think it's just as viable to go with two cheap guys. And it's a gross pitching slate. Like, there's nobody to like, and that includes Granky for me. Like, I don't actually like Granky. Um, he's kind of just the best by default. But if you want to go with two cheap guys um, and hope to get, you know, 12 or 13 points out of them instead of 16 or 17 out of Granky, I think that's totally fine. All right, Grant, um, before we get into breaking down the pitchers fully here, let's talk some sharp side. Give us a quick overview of what we're doing with sharp side over there. 
Uh, over on Sharpside, guys, if you haven't signed up for it, sign up for it. There's literally free money to be had. It's basically the Tinder of sports betting. You swipe left, you swipe right, you do whatever you want on it, make, make any bets, test your sports knowledge, and get some free money out of it. They have a lock bet contest going on right now. All you have to do is make one pick of a certain amount of odds or better, lock it in, and if you get your streak up to five, every additional pick you make after that, you get free FanDuel credit. Get signed up now. I currently have the uh twins as my lock bet but it was the same as stevie so i'm picking the mares today really like them absolutely on them i think they win and win decisively going up against the rangers today so that is my lock bet suggestion but more of a sports betting suggestion yeah i got my i got minnesota minus uh 136 earlier today um i'm on i'm on streak number four so like i'm trying to get my my streak to five over there on sharp side derek i know you uh, you like the Boston Red Sox money line here? Yeah, I mean, I think Boston they've kind of struggled this year. I think they're an underrated team to begin with. Blake Snell not going to go super deep into this game. Hasn't you know been his normal you know Cy Young level self to begin with this year. You know, only going to go seventy five pitches. Will probably last maybe four innings. I uh, I think Boston is a strong bet here. All right, uh, let's talk some pitching. The last time you guys did a show together, um, it was fun. Uh, Grant, you want to you wanna remind Cardi what happened the last time you guys did a show together? Uh, I think it was something along the line that I said the Diamondbacks were the best stack of the slate who were all 1% owned, and McCullers was going to get negative points, and we made a nice little bet on that. How'd that turn out, Cardi? I mean, I feel like I got cheated. It didn't work out well, but McCullers was perfect through three innings. And then all of a sudden they say, you know what? Even though it's 105 degrees, we're just going to yank the roof open. So you have the hot temperature. You have McCullers, who's used to the ball feeling a certain way, moving a certain way, completely being different, just right in the middle of the outing. And uh, he got lit up. He, he, he went negative, which I was not expecting to happen. <laughs> do you do you remember how many negative points he had? Because wasn't it like every negative point you have? Like yeah, you had to take a shot or something. Um, you know, we'll 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 circle back back to that here in a little while because uh, Cardi, like you, you brought on some stuff, right? Oh, I got some stuff. So I I'm going to take two shots. I'm going to take two big boy serious shots. So I'll do the first one now. So we got this stuff. It's called Slivovitz. In Slovakia, they love this stuff. I went to a Slovakian wedding last year. From the second you leave the church where they do the vows and everything, they start pouring you shots of this. The wedding goes all night. If the wedding lasts, if the wedding doesn't go until 6 a.m., it's considered a disappointment over there. They drink this stuff like candy. But my wife and our family that came with us, they thought it tasted like gasoline. So I'm going to pour myself a double shot of sleeve of this. All right, Grant, Grant approved of this before before we got rolling here. Listen, there's only eight games. We're going to get through everything and probably have plenty of extra time. Cardi, bottoms up, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Ooh. Grant. Let's uh, – <laughs> he didn't even phase. Like, it doesn't taste like gasoline. He didn't even phase him. So, um all right, let's let's start with pitching. Derek, I'll let you get us kicked off here. You kind of already mentioned, like, Zach Granke. Uh, I don't like Granke at all. I think he's way overpriced. Um, give us some options that we can kind of look at here. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Zach Eflin, I think, is going to be the chalky cheap guy. Um, he's 6.4K. He's facing the Baltimore Orioles. Um, the Phillies, I think, have the highest Vegas total on the slate. 
And so he's going to be super popular. And for good reason. I think you should probably be playing Eflin in cash games. I think there's probably three other cheap guys, though, that you can consider pairing with him in cash games and that you can definitely have uh, heavy exposure to in GPPs. Jordan Lyles and Taiwan Walker on opposite sides of the Seattle-Texas game. I like Lyles in particular. Obviously, people think Seattle is bad. They are bad. They strike out a lot. Bill Miller is the umpire, so one of the best possible umpires that he can get. Jeff Mathis behind the plate, so good pitch framing. And the roof probably closed. We haven't gotten an official announcement yet, but uh, the roof should be closed, which should mean, quote-unquote, the best pitching weather. Walker on the other side of this game has basically all of the same things working in his favor, just not as weak of an offense in the Rangers, but still, you know, not a great offense in an offense that can strike out a little bit. And Walker's got good stuff. Like he definitely has upside. So I think it's those two guys. And I think it's Eric Lauer, who's the one that will probably be the the really sneaky GPP guy. And I think is a borderline cash option. He's 6.5 K. He's very cheap. He's facing the Twins, and so no one's going to want to play him against the Twins when you have these other cheap options in much more obviously good spots. But he's a decent enough pitcher. Looks like he should be getting stretched out enough to go maybe 90 pitches. And uh, on this slate, a guy like that I think is totally fine. Grant, let's start it off here with uh, you know kind of Zach Eflin, and you can talk on uh, the other cheap guys that we mentioned, and then we'll kind of do it backwards, and we'll go to the top and talk about those guys. Grant, give me your thoughts on these cheaper guys. So, like, I get why people are going to play Eflin. Eflin's a guy that has shown decent stuff in the past. Like, he's only had one outing, obviously, this year. Um, but he's a guy that like, can occasionally get it done, and the matchup's good. He's going up against Baltimore. That lineup is not very good at all. Like, I understand completely. I'm probably full-on fading him. Eflin, anytime that he seems to be chalked, I know this isn't stats-based, but he tends to get blown up a little bit. This Baltimore lineup is bad, but I don't think it's as bad as people realize or as bad as people think. Eflin's going to be 40% owned. Yes, he's cheap, but what are the odds that he ends up getting outscored by any number of other guys on this slate? I mean, you already mentioned two of them, Cardi, like Lyles and Walker. Lyles has arguably a better matchup, better everything. Like, he's pro- maybe not be a better pitcher, but he has better strikeout stuff last year. Hasn't carried over fully this year. It's been a little wild, but he's got a good pitcher's umpire behind the slate. I'm still probably not using Lyles, but Walker had a great first outing so far this year. Got a decent pitcher's umpire. Like, there are a few guys on the slate that I think have a lot more upside. So I'm full-on fading as of right now, Eflin. I may end up with a few shares of him later on. I still have to build more lineups. But Eflin is a guy that I can see just zeroing out and not being worth it at all. Then Lauer, I actually like that call. Like, I was originally playing on stacking the Twins. But Lauer is a guy that I think is going to go way under-owned on this slate because we're stuck with a whole bunch of trash at the low end of pitching. But some of that trash has a good matchup, and that's the reason why we would use him. So Lauer does not have the greatest matchup in the world. He's really not any worse than some of the other guys on the slate. I might end up using him a decent amount here, and I hate the fact that I'm on him with Cardi, but him and Walker on the low end are my two main guys I'm using. Listen, the Twins are my favorite stack in the slate, so I might disagree with you guys just a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I, I hear your points. Um, I'm not playing Zach Eflin. Like, 
there is no way I'm playing 40% owned Zach Eflin. Like <laughs> I'm not playing cash games on this slate. So let me like start off with that. But like, there's no way in tournaments I'm playing Zach Eflin. I'll play Eric Lauer before I play Zach Eflin in tournaments. So uh, let's talk some about these so, guys more. T- I just want to point out real quick. You talk about those three guys, Eflin, Walker, and Lauer. In the bat, they project within two-tenths of a point of each other. So if Lauer or Eflin, rather, is going to be like you know 10 times the ownership of Lauer or four times the ownership of Walker, like it just doesn't make sense to play Eflin and GPPs at least, you know, you know, be underweight at least. All right, let's let's talk. Um, Blake Snell, Derek, probably not going to throw enough pitches, right? Like just overall here, they're they're saying seventy five pitches or five innings, whichever comes first. I think he gets to seventy five before he even gets to five innings. You just can't play him at this price. It's it's not even a good matchup. It's in Fenway. So, um, any interest in Kenton Maeda? Yeah, I saw his ownership project projection is like really high. I can't get I can't get on it. Like he's fine, but it's not like he's this amazing pitcher. I think his numbers were boosted a little bit by the good context of the Dodgers. The matchup isn't fantastic. Like I know people are talking about, well, the Brewers are striking out so much this year. It's been like four days, guys. Like team strikeout rate after four days does not matter that much. The Brewers are a little bit above average in terms of strikeouts, but they're not this like super strikeout heavy offense that's going to regress. He's way too expensive for a guy who doesn't have a super long leash. Hitters umpire. I just can't really see Maeda. Um, in GPPs, sure, I guess, if he's not going to be super high-owned, but he is going to be high-owned. So, you know, at his ownership, at his price, at his projection, it's a hard pass for me. A uh, couple questions in chat, and then I'll get your thoughts, Grant. But, uh, Derek, can you play Maeda in cash games on FanDuel on a one-pitcher site? No, you can. You should play Granky in cash games on FanDuel. As much as I think he's an iffy play on DraftKings, FanDuel you can play him because the price gap between him and guys like Eflin is a lot smaller. Um, the, the pricing is always softer on FanDuel anyway, so uh, I think Granky's probably your guy over there. Great, Grant. Um, any interest here in Snell or Maeda? Um, Snell, no, I don't like it. It's just not worth it with. I think they said what he's going to be held to 70 pitches. Was it they said 75. earlier 75? That was it. So like at that, yes, he can absolutely pay off his price tag, but it's not going against the easiest offense in the world. And I, I just want some more upside. Although may, you know, may only go an extra what, 10 pitches than Snell in all likelihood. I actually have a lot more interest in Maeda than I do on Grinky. Like Grinky, I understand he is who he is and it's a much better matchup than the other guys. But Grinky is just not going to go that late into game, is my guess. He is not going up against that high of a strikeout team. His fastball velocity is down. He was less of a strikeout pitcher last year than he was the year before. I expect that to continue. He's at 22% so far on the year. And, yes, he doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. And, yes, there are some strikeouts so far using these stats. But I, I just don't really have any real desire to go with Grinky today if what? 35% ownership I think we haven't pegged at currently. So I'm I'm going Maeda. Like, he's my spend-up if I'm spending up on anything. He's in going GPPs, up against – com- I completely agree. Like, having 0% Granky in GPPs would not phase me at all. Yeah, just fade the top two owned pitchers, which are Grinky and Eflin, on the slate is my entire plan here. Like, Maeda, he's going up against the lineup. You say there's not that much strikeouts in it. But and you say that they've been striking out a lot this year. Well, who knows? That could continue, and if it does, that's great. But you look at the numbers since the beginning of last year, and there's one guy in this lineup that has less than a twenty percent K rate. 
against righties so far since the beginning of last year. And it's Sogard. I get he can work the count and just piss me off randomly. But a lot of guys are lefties in this lineup that strike out a decent rate. Varez, Gamble, both guys that strike out a decent amount. So does Yelich. So does Smoke. And then the righties in this lineup, Hira, Garcia, and Braun, all strike out at a high rate here. So this is not a bad strikeout matchup. He's got good strikeout stuff. He should be able to go longer into the game than Snell will and could possibly get longer into the game than Grinky. He's going to come in at way less ownership than Grinky. Maeda is absolutely my number one spend up today. And I think that his ownership is pegged way too high on our uh, on lineup HQ, although the salary is a little bit different. I think more people go for Grinky because they have to pay down with their SP2 almost every time. Yeah, if he comes in at lower ownership than, than um, we're projecting right now, I would have a lot more interest in Maeda. Um, if he comes in at, you know, 25% ownership, that's, you know, the third highest guy on the slate. That just would have no appeal to me. I didn't notice that Braun's back in the lineup. That's uh, Yeah, actually, I didn't either. I just I, I don't think that really right works in his favor. Like, that's another legitimately good bat in this lineup for a lineup that has kind of been operating at half capacity so far this year. So um, that kind of explains a little bit, I think, why my projection is a little lower um, than I was maybe expecting it to be. Yeah, see, I like Maeda. Like, he's my top arm uh, I'm, if I was paying up. Like, even on FanDuel, I play, like, one to three main teams over there, and, like, he's the guy that I'm getting in most of my lineups over there, too. So, um, let's talk Tanaka. Like, we we worry more, like, the pitch count about Tanaka, Derek, but, like, the matchup on paper, you know, this Atlanta team dealing with a couple injuries, uh, striking out an alarming clip. I know, like, you hate small sample sizes, um, <laughs> but, like, it's a 60-game season. We are dealing with small sample sizes all year this year. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tanaka? I don't have a lot of interest in him. You know, like you said, Atlanta projects for a little bit below average in terms of their strikeout rate. There's no Acuna, which is nice. No Albies? But what's that? No Albies either? Like both those guys hurt? Yeah, Yeah. no Albies. So it's a little bit watered down, but it's still a lineup with a lot of dangerous bats in it. And my, or Tanaka rather, is a guy that, I expect to probably be pretty limited again in terms of pitch count. You know, if he gets to 80, maybe 85, I think that's, that's kind of his max today. And so that's really not enough for me, especially against a pretty good offense, even if one that is not at full capacity. Grant, any interest in Tanaka or any of these other uh, tournament arms here? Uh, I have a little bit of interest in Tanaka. Like it's the pitch count that worries me, but that price tag makes it, somewhat worth it um just because he's at 7.6k he's probably better than a 7.6k pitcher we don't know what the pitch count is going to be on a lot of guys on the slate here as it's been pretty much the entire season the projected lineup slightly above average for strikeouts here so i don't hate to knock i don't love to knock i like if i have more money left over um from walker or lauer i'll go up to tanaka and try and get my exposure to him around 10 to 15 percent but he's not a guy that I'm going out of my way to play at any given time here. Rest of the guys on the slate, like LeBlanc, I don't really have any interest in using him. Like, I like the Phillies today. Uh, Cahill, not going to use him going up against the Astros. Um, Sandoval Sanchez is a guy that I just don't like to use anymore, ever. Um, he's a, Yeah, I had a little that where I used him for a little bit last year, but I mean, I just don't see a huge amount of upside. It's not the easiest lineup in the world. I just have no interest in him. Like, everyone else on the slate 
if you're going to take a shot on anyone, like it, it's the guys I already mentioned that are going to come in too low and Lauer and Walker. Yeah, I think it makes sense today to kind of be more condensed with your GPP pitcher pool, just kind of play these guys we've talked about because I don't see any reason to pay up for a guy like Tanaka or Sanchez or, you know, when you have guys that are cheaper and better and going to be low owned in Lyles, in Lauer, in Walker, you know, just take a stand on them, I think. Derek, we have a question in chat um, from Trenton. He says, I have godly in cash. Bad idea, question mark. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably want to rework that cash lineup a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, definitely. he's cheap enough, but, like, just spend the extra few hundred on Eflin, on on Lyles, on Walker. You know, he's uh, – I think he's working on, like, three days rest. He's probably not going to go super deep. He hasn't gotten super stretched to begin with anyway this year. It's in Fenway. It's against a good Rays team. I don't see any reason to do that. Uh, then we had a question. Why are we only getting 80 to 85 pitches from Maeda? Do you, do you really think it's going to be like a strict 85 max from him? Oh, no. I, I might, Did I say Maeda? I meant Tanaka when I said that. Yeah, I, I think we, we should see – if Maeda's pitching good, I don't see why they would only yeah, restrict him. Maeda him, shouldn't so. be restricted. It's just that he has kind of a below-average leash to begin with. You know, on average, he'll throw maybe 88 or 89 pitches in a game. It's not like he's a guy, you know, who normally costs that price. He's going to throw 95 or 100. He doesn't do that usually. Um, all right, we're done with pitching. I think we, we pretty much covered everything. I'm sure we'll get some pitching questions um, in a little while. But let's move on. Let's talk some catchers here. Uh, Derek, you know, JT Ramuto against Wade LeBlanc at the very top end, um, projecting for really high ownership as a catcher today. Um, what do you, what do you say on catching today? I mean, Real Muto is the clear top catcher today by a lot. Clearly, the cash guy. There are ways you can pivot in GPPs. It's not like you have to play him, but he is the guy that in cash games you you need to have. And and he's easy to get because Eflin's so cheap, so it's very easy to get there. Um, any other catchers that you like before we let Grant uh, take a stab at it here? Um, I mean, I like Gary Sanchez. Um, I don't know how popular the Yankees are going to be. His ownership projection is actually a little higher than I was expecting. I didn't think people would actually want to play Gary Sanchez because of how bad he's been. But all the Yankees are super overpriced. Like Aaron Judge is 6.3K. I want no part of that. But Sanchez at 4.6 in a you know decent enough home run spot, I, uh, I think he's a good one-off kind of guy. Uh, we had a question in chat about the Phillies Baltimore game. Um, we're gonna have to wait to see what Kevin Roth gives, like on our f- full take. But anytime I see yellow before orange, I always feel like the bats um, are okay. But we'll have to we'll have to give Kevin Roth like final say on that one and see what his updates say. Grant, um, what are you looking at here at catcher? At catcher, yeah, Real Moto's the top mo- option, but he has five point one K, so that's tough to pay for. Mitch Garr. Another top option going up against left. I know Lauer's a little bit more splits neutral, but uh, Garver still great catcher play. He's 4.9K. I think he's a tick below Real Muto, but both those guys are the two top options. Outside of that, um, I really, really, really like the Mariners today. Um, Lyles has been like – Lyles could end up shutting down. Like Bill Miller being there, if they don't open the dome, like there's a whole lot of things that he has – going for him or possibly going for him. But he's also 
not been that good. He hasn't had his control. He had one decent start. He had one terrible one. But he's walking a lot of guys. He's going all over the place. So he's going to probably be base runners. He can get into trouble on that Rangers bullpen, I think, is currently ranked sixth in the league, um, sixth worst. And I I could see this, like, getting out of control. He's going to go very under-owned would be my guess. Like, Nola is a guy that I definitely like today, and so are most of the Mariners' bats. Like, the Mariners, I'll say this now, are my favorite stack on the entire slate here. It could go terribly wrong, but they're not going to be very heavily owned. And I, I really like them today. Um, I'll throw a couple names out there as well. You mentioned Nola. He should be, like, the highest-hitting catcher in the lineup under, like, 4K. Um, so, like, you know, if you want to play, like, the lineup game – He's definitely interesting. The other guy that I want to mention is Wilson Ramos. Um, I talked yeah. about this on the podcast. Animal Sanchez gives up a ton of power and a ton of fly balls to righties. Like, Wilson Ramos is way past his prime, but the weather. Derek, we, we like uh, we like that uh, MLB weather edge, and uh, weather edge is telling us, like, this is really good hitting weather in the Mets uh, again. Like, this is like a, a full week of it, seems like. But, um you know, when you're paying down, you're just kind of hoping for anything. And I think like Wilson Ramos would be that like hope for anything type of guy. So um, I don't think we're missing anything. Are we missing anything at catcher, Derek? Are we moving on to first base? I mean, I think the interesting to do because Philly's going to be so chalky. Andrew Knapp at 2.8K playing him instead of Real Muto to be different with your Philly stacks, I think is pretty interesting. Um, I think Maldonado in a Houston stack. I think uh, Mejia in a Padres stack. I think they're probably the ways I'd be looking to catcher. All right, uh, moving on to first base. Um, Hoskins with his um, hole in his bat is the chalk today. Um, got two hits yesterday, but still, like, Derek, I'm sure you watched him a little bit recently too. He just doesn't look comfortable. Can you trust it here going up against um, – I'm not striking anybody out LeBlanc? I think you kind of have to. He's too cheap. Philly is is the best, you know, point-per-dollar team on the slate. He's still their number two hitter. He's still a guy who has a really strong track record. The matchup is fantastic. You, you got to play Hoskins in cash. Uh, Grant, give me some uh, first basemen that you like here at um, in tournaments. You have to unmute your mic. Like this is son of a biscuit. Son of a biscuit. A, a little professionality, Grant. Man. I haven't been on a show in three days. I thought. No, I've been working. Like Dean's done it a couple times. Like Devin, I'm gonna pull my hair out. Um, like I'm gonna have to go get a haircut. Uh, Grant, give me some guys that you like here. Um, so Hoskins is clear number one top option for me. Everyone's talking about how trashy is at hitting, but like, first of all, he's going up against lefty. I get, I get it's uh a little bit splits neutral lefty, but he's not very good to say the least. He doesn't walk guys. I think he has a 2% walk rate versus righties on the season. Hoskins has a what, 28% walk rate on the season, 25%, something like that. Like he's very patient at the plate. He's very patient this year. Um, and so like, that's the biggest problem, but he's going a guy that throws strikes. That's what he does. And he doesn't walk a ton of guys. Like he's going to be free swinging a little bit. He may not be going well this year, but he's only had 12 plate appearances versus a lefty so far this year. I think he's walked four of them. Like, he's a great hitter. He's, I think, going to hit a home run today. Hoskins is my favorite, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. So I'm going to be using quite a bit of him here. Um, but outside of him, they're like, Choi is probably a bit too cheap. Voight's probably a bit too cheap. Smoke, I know that I am playing a decent amount of Maeda, but 
He's too cheap at 3.5K. Yeah, and then Vogelbach. Uh, have we gotten a lineup yet for the Mariners? No, we still haven't seen one. one yet. But he's going up against a guy that gives up power to lefties, gives up a lot of hard contact to lefties. Lyles, I think, had a 280 ISO versus lefties last season, and he was pitching predominantly in good ballparks. So he can give up a lot of hard contact, a lot of power to lefties. I know Vogelbach has been great this season. But he's a big dude. If he gets a hold of it, he can take one out of the park there. So, again, love the Mariners today. Going to be using a lot of them. Could go down in flames, but it's going to happen. Yeah, you mentioned Choi, and I think the the Rays are going to be very popular today for good reason. They're great. But I think the other side of that game, the Red Sox, I think they're the sneakier play in this game because it's a great park that could be even better because they added a humidor randomly this year. Um, and Snell's not going to go that deep into the game. Michael Chavis is 2.7K, I think, as part of a Red Sox stack. I think he's strong. Jake Cronenworth is 2.1, and I love the Padres today. So I think he's a way to um, kind of bring down the total cost of your Padres stack because obviously you're going to be paying up for Tatis and Machado, but I, I like him a lot as part of a stack like that. When I recorded the morning grind last night, I really thought the Yankees were going to be like massive chalk. It was supposed to be Brian uh, Wilson. Um, Like judge is out of the lineup. It's not your typical Yankees lineup. Like I still think they're in a great spot. Like they're like, is this a spot where like you could play Voight or Ford um, as part of like a Yankee stack? You could. I mean, because I thought they were going to be super chalky. And if they're not, then I have more interest in them, but I don't love the matchup. Like it's a bullpen game. I don't love attacking bullpen games because relievers are better than starters. Um, but, you know, Void is projected at 7% ownership, it looks like, and he's 4.4K. So, yeah, if you want to roll out a Yankee stack, then, you know, I'm not going to tell you no. It's not one of my favorites, but I like it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I liked it a ton when Wilson was supposed to be the guy. Like, he just – he's a pitch-to-contact guy. Um, before we move on to second base, you guys didn't really mention like Pete Alonso. Same reasoning for Wilson Ramos. Like, yeah, Sanchez gives up a lot of fly balls and power. Like, this should be a guy we should be looking at in this spot. So, um, like, on FanDuel, Alonso is really cheap. I think he's a great cash play and a great one off over there. You could play Hoskins and Alonso together over there, too. Um, yeah. So. Uh, let's move on to second base. Hey, we didn't talk about Max Muncie, Derek. Um, what are your thoughts on Muncie? And just you know, kind of give us an overview of what you like here at second base. I think Muncie's great. Um, he's a guy that kind of bounce around the lineup a little bit. Like if he winds up, you know, hitting second tonight, I think I'd have a lot more interest in him than if he's hitting, say, fifth or sixth. Um, it's a great matchup, I think, against Zach Davies. The bat loves the Dodgers. When I looked earlier today. That was the highest team total on the slate, according to the bat. It wasn't Philly the way Vegas is. The bat was like three-quarters of a run higher than Vegas on the Dodgers. Davies is not great, can be susceptible to lefties, and the Dodgers are just an elite freaking offense. And so I like Muncie. Uh, now that the Rays lineup is out, though, we have Brandon Lau hitting second for 4.4K in Fenway with the great weather there. I have a hard time, I think, at this point, justifying paying the extra 800 for Muncie. But as part of a Dodger stack or as a one-off in GPPs, especially if he does get the good lineup spot, then I think you can definitely make a case for him. But I think it's hard to not play one of the Rays at second in cash right now with Lau at 4-4, Joey Wendell hitting fifth at 2-9. They're both just way too cheap. Yeah, you mentioned um, Jake Cronenworth when we you were talking about first base. Um, like, I've been playing this guy almost every day. 
He's priced like he was facing Julio Urias, so he's 2.1K instead of 2.3K. Uh, they <laughs> He's hitting fifth today. Moved yeah. up in the lineup. Like, how like, do you not love that? He's one of the best point yeah. per dollar guys on the whole slate. Like, if you're going double-barrel pitcher, I think he's definitely interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know how you're necessarily – maybe you're going Granky Maeda or something, but um, he's definitely interesting at 2.1K. Grant, give me your thoughts here at second base. Uh, at second base, Lau's not a bad option. Um, 4.4K. Castro, he's in the lineup, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so Castro, Cronenberg, we already talked, or Cronenworth, um, is definitely just too cheap. Uh, Muncy right up there. Hira, like, yeah, he's going up against a tough matchup, but still, it's like Muncy or uh, Hira is still a great hitter. Shed Long is a guy that I'm probably going to be on a bit more than other people. Um, again, I just will keep mentioning Seattle hitters at pretty much every position here. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of who I'm on. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be playing Brandon Lowe. Um, Joey Wendell's interesting. You know, we, we could talk about him again at like shortstop. Like he's super interesting to play in your Tampa stack instead of Brandon Lowe. But Wendell is, you know, 2.9K batting fifth. You could play him at second or short. So um, that'd be interesting to see what happens. Let's go to the hot corner. Um, Cardi, what are we looking at here at third base? Uh, Yandy Diaz is, I think, you know, I mean, he's 3K. Like, how are the Rays still this cheap in this great of a spot? I don't get it. He's your cash guy. He's going to be chalky. Um, you know, I think in GPPs, though, obviously you can pivot. You can play different stuff. I love a Padre stack today. I think they're one of the best stacks on the slate. They're all too cheap. It's a good spot. Manny Machado's 4.2K. I don't quite understand that. Over on FanDuel, Alex Bregman is really cheap, so I think you can play him over there. Um, Gene Segura, obviously, in your Philly stacks is too cheap. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi Tsutsugo, however you pronounce his name, also with the Rays, um, 2.9K. Like, you can play him at third, you can play him in outfield. I prefer Yandy, but if you're stacking, if you want to be a little different, you can definitely, you know, swap him in instead. Hey, Grant, I bet you like Kyle Seeger. <laughs> uh, I do, in fact, like Kyle Seeger. How'd you know? Um, uh, yeah. it was just a wild guess. Um, like just a random wild guess. That's all. Yeah. So obviously like Steger, uh, but outside of that, like Machado is a fantastic play. He's too cheap. Segura way too cheap. You want to go Diaz way too cheap. You want to go to the top Bregman's probably the clear top raw points guy, um, at third. Um, but if you want to go a little bit off the board, just cause of his price tag, I don't think this stack is going to come in as heavily owned and yes he is in line um but ursula 4.8k um we haven't pegged at two percent ownership right now he's definitely a guy that's on my radar uh just another name to throw out there you know is justin turner like zach davies isn't gonna overpower anybody uh turner could potentially bat like third or fourth like Derek was saying uh the dodgers for some reason they move around their lineup a million times um, a, a week, it seems like. And the other guy that's slightly interesting is Nunez. Um, Eflin's going to be chalk. Just playing Nunez as a one-off against Eflin chalk, he's been hitting the ball really hard. So yeah. um, anything else, Derek, third base? Yeah, I mean, even Rio Rui is at 3-5 in that lineup. Yep. I think he's a fine one-off. And uh, I think Rafael Devers in your in your Boston stacks, like no one's going to play him lefty on lefty against Snell, especially at 5-1. But – 
in those stacks. I think he's he's a good play. Yeah, and Snell's not going to go deep. We've already talked about that. No, like, he, so. he's not, and it's such a good hitting environment anyway, and he's not like 100% Snell. So I think Boston tonight really is a very strong contrarian option. Uh, let's move on to shortstop. Um, hopefully you get that shot ready. I, I feel like it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I feel like – what do you it think, is- Grant? Do you feel like he needs to get the second one in? I'm excited for this one. All right, let's yeah, do it. Too. So this one, this one, no one, people in chat were saying, oh, you took water. Yeah, I have a bottle of legit Slovakian liquor that I just filled up with water. This one is absent. This one has a color. It's not water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cardi, like, I need to get another shot bet with you and um, Grant. Like, we're doing these uh, Wednesday shows all month, and, um, like, I, we, need to, we need to try to get Grant and, like, you got to bet him with something with Seattle. Obviously, he'll pretty much take whatever you want. So. Lyles will get negative points. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You love Seattle. I love Lyles. Um, we can set it higher than that. You want to say like, I don't know, five or 10 points. I mean, even 10, that's only a little above his actual projection. Why don't we say like six points? Um, sure. You're going to take negative. Yeah. You might as well take six. <laughs> I mean, I generally give him outrageous odds because I don't like chugging a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I, I mean, get to I pick like the beer though, Grant. I mean, you have no problem taking, taking an absent shot, but, um, well, let's call it five. Five points. That way we kind of both have a shot of uh, of doing this here. All right. Perfect. Yeah, All right. yeah I, 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 I love it. Cheers. Cheers. I um it, like Grant, if you lose, I'm picking the beer. Like I'll um I'll even send you the money for the beer. So I'll pick the beer. <laughs> um, you know they have like postmates and DoorDash that can just send alcohol straight to your door. I know, that's what I'm saying. I just you know how, how many bottles of wine I've ordered during quarantine? <laughs> I'm mad because like the one of the breweries that I like, they are not doing anything like that. So, all right, Cardi. Um, now that you got a couple shots in you, um, let's loosen you up for shortstop because this position today, like you have Tatis, you have Turner at the top. They're they're phenomenal plays, but like once you start going down, it gets a little ugly. Like, is this a position you're just gonna try to pay up for? Um, I think you can go either way. I don't think there's a right answer at shortstop. It's tough to get all the way up to Tatis on DraftKings on FanDuel. I think it's a lot easier to do. And I love him today, especially in, uh, you know, like I said, Padre stacks. I love Tatis. I like Turner a lot. Um, Gaselman is going to be the starter. Probably not going to go super deep, but you know, I don't love picking on stuff like that, but he's not an especially good pitcher. Um, Wilson Ramos is a very easy catcher to run on. And so there's stolen base potential here for Turner. So I do like him quite a bit. If I can get up there, I want to do it, but I think you can easily go down to a guy like Willie Adamas at 3k, Joey Wendell at 2.9k. We've talked the whole time about how cheap, uh, Tampa Bay is Gene Segura at 3.8 is too cheap. Uh, Xander Bogarts at 4.2 is one of the guys that makes a Red Sox stack work really well. One of their best hitters who's just so cheap. Um, and over on Fando, Glaber Torres is really cheap. Um, oh, uh, he's not in the lineup, is he? Never mind. Nope. I was gonna <laughs> tell you, yeah, he's not in the lineup, so yeah. or Forget no, he that. is in the lineup, he's batting fifth. Yeah, I think he's been, yeah, oh, okay. Right um, man, those shots get in the cardio already. Grant. I have an excuse, um, guys. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grant, what do you like here at shortstop? Tatis, Segura, two top options. Um, Turner, not a bad option. Obviously, J.P. Crawford, if you didn't know I was going to say that. Uh, 
Polanco, not the worst idea in the world. I really prefer him versus a, a righty, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, like shortstop's not great. Torres is definitely on the, the board there if you're stacking up the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, it's a Tatis and Segura, clear top options. Crawford is a great GPP play. Yeah, I'll throw out um, Polanco as well. He's pretty cheap if you're stacking Minnesota like me. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people will play Polanco. He's much better from the other side of the plate. But, like, if you're stacking Minnesota, you want um, Lauer out early. So, um, but, yeah, like, you guys didn't mention Carlos Correa. He's moved up to the fifth spot. Um, you know, Cahill's not anybody that you're, like, super worried about. So, I think he's in play. And then we mentioned Joey Wendell at second base. He's another cheap option if you want the better uh, spot than Adamas. Um, let's move on to the outfield. We have a ton of options at the outfield position, Derek. Um, you know, I think we're going to see quite a few people um, play Bellinger and Austin Meadows um, under 5K yeah. today. I mean, they're, they're, they're just too cheap. Meadows is in this awesome spot and all the Rays are underpriced. And for some reason, Bellinger is underpriced. Like, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. The Dodgers are, I think, the best team on the slate in terms of their run projection. And he's 4.9K. So they're kind of your your locks almost, I think, in cash games, Meadows especially. And then you're just figuring out who your third outfielder is around them. Um. Grant, you know, when we're looking at the, the top end outfielders here, um, what are you, what's your thoughts? I mean, Bellinger, Harper, Meadows, Cruz is probably four, my four top guys. Um, after that, like, I obviously judge. Uh, but, yeah, like, for, for the outfield, like, there's a lot of good pot prices or good hitters at the top there. Um, Kyle Lewis, if you didn't think I was going to say Mariner, I, I, I'll prove you guys wrong, uh, is definitely a guy that I'm going to be using quite a bit. Yoshi, Nimmo, two guys that are a little bit underpriced here um, that are in decent spots going up against not very good pitchers. Uh, Pollock, if he's in the lineup, he's a bit too cheap. McCutcheon's definitely too cheap and is one of the top point-per-dollar options at outfield on the entire slate. Uh, Conforto going up against Sanchez sitting at 3.8K. There are a lot of good options at the top, but there are a lot of good options under 4.1K on the slate. Yeah, a lot of cheap options. Uh, Derek, give me give me some cheapies here. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Rays the whole time, but, you know, Grant mentioned Yoshi. Uh, Kiermaier at 2.8 is too cheap. Kevin Pillar on the other side is leading off at 2.6K. Like, this Boston stack is just too cheap. I think they're great. I think you can put together a decent Mets stack. Grant mentioned Nimmo. You can throw them together with Ramos and Alonzo, and, like, you can do a, a pretty good cheap Mets stack and spend up on other stuff. Grisham at 3-4, hitting second for this Padre stack that I love. Um, obviously, McCutcheon with the Phillies as a cash play is, is great. Um, you know, the, that, that's kind of outfield. Christian Yelich is a guy who could go overlooked a little bit tonight and would have some leverage against what sounds like could maybe be Maeda chalk. Um, so I think Yelich at 5-1 is a little underpriced. There's a lot of guys that are underpriced out. See, like, if you're home run chasing on this slate, you got Nelson Cruz, who just mashes baseballs. I know Derek doesn't like the whole platoon thing, but, like, old man Nelson Nelson Cruz. (laughs) Listen, I just like messing with you. Um, I feel like people know by, like, years of us working together now, like, I'm just messing with you at this point. But if you're new, I'm just messing with Cardi. That's what I do all the time. You have Joey Gallo going up against Walker. Um, 
Listen, Marco Gonzalez was so scared to face Gallo last night. He hit him twice. Um, I understand because, like, he was my home run call yesterday. And then Juan Soto um, with the good weather in New York. Like, there's a lot of ways, like, if you want to be different at the top, there's a ton of different options that, like, you can home run um, chase up here towards the top. But um, let's get into some home runs, some stacks. Uh, we'll we'll have about five minutes for questions. If you guys have any questions, um you know, throw them in chat and we'll get to those as well. Uh, Cardi, give me give me three stacks that you really like on this slate. I mean, the obvious ones are like the Rays, the Phillies, but I think in terms of stuff that's a little more under the radar, I like Boston, I like San Diego, and I like – I guess I like the Dodgers. Like, I don't think the Dodgers are going to be overly high. Yeah, I ranked the Dodgers number one in my expert survey stacks today, and I did not expect them to be – um, sitting around like what is it, eight percent or even yeah, lower like, than why that? Why are like, people playing the Dodgers today? I don't get it. Hey, listen, we played Zach Davies a couple times, and like I feel like people like when they click on a pitcher's name and starts before that, like they don't like to do it. Uh, hey, Grant, I bet you like the Seattle stack. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out on uh, Seattle. Like it, it's it's mostly for like the prices. Like you can pay it for two top end pitchers. It's the ownership that's going to be too low, and it's just the chance that, like, Lyles gets real, real uh, wild here, and then bad bullpen arms come in because there's quite a few of them. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I'm absolutely on the Mariners. I think they're one of the best plays on the entire slate for GPPs. I'm probably going to have close to 70% stacks of them um, is currently what I'm at. Like, I'm all over them. It could go down in flames. Like, I'm worried about if the dome's going to be open or not. And then on top of that, like, obviously, uh, Miller behind the plate is not a huge upgrade. But uh, Mariners are definitely a stack that I will be using quite a bit. Um, and then outside of that, uh, let's see, the uh, the Padres are one of my favorite stacks. Houston, Philly, Dodgers, like, more of the chalkier stacks. The Yankees, like, I'm, I'm basically just using Seattle all around. Um, if you want a lower on stack, the Mets, we already mentioned a little bit, is not a terrible stack. But like, if you want it off the board, it's Seattle for me all the way. Yeah, I like the Dodgers, the Twins, the Phillies. Um, I'm going pretty chalky. I'm fading you know, the two highest on pitchers, so I feel like I can do that today. Um, all right, Cardi, give me three home runs. Give me an expensive, a mid-range, and a cheapy home run. All right, so expensive, let's go uh... – Let's go Pete Alonzo, because I think he's a little off the board, but I think his home run chances are great tonight with Anibal's reverse splits. Mid-range, let's go Reese Hoskins. Um, you know, I know people are down on him, but the skills are still there. The matchup is great. I like Hoskins quite a bit. In terms of a cheap guy, let's go uh, – I don't know. Let's go uh, – let's, uh, let's go Joey Wendell. Like, I don't know if necessarily the home run is there, but definitely a home run's worth of points are within his grasp. All right, Grant. Um, see Cardi and raise him. Vogelbach, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Seager. <laughs> Don, I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. Um, all right, so we have about four minutes. I'm going to rapid-fire questions here and try to get – there's like 10 to 15 questions in YouTube chat. Appreciate you guys hanging out in the YouTube chat. I know you guys are talking about Dean. Hit the like button. Tell him you miss him. So – um and yes my mic is not popping it is definitely yeah don't lie to him but um uh, cardi i'll go with you on this one dk gpp third base manny machado or ursula um i have padres and yankees stack go machado 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Grant, sneakish stack for FanDuel tournaments? Uh, uh, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Like, watch the show. No, um, As you can't see. handle the truth. <laughs> Cardi, I know you love these types of questions. Dodgers, Padres, these teams have been going at it. Do you like a game stack? <laughs> I do because I love both teams independently based on the – the quantitative factors, not based on going at it necessarily, but I do love both teams tonight. Uh, Grant, give me your thoughts on New York really quick. Um, as far as like a stack, the Yankees. Uh, I mean, they're a good stack. They're looking like they're going to go under own. So I'm probably like before the show, I didn't really look at ownership too much, but they they are too under owned at what they're currently at. So um, yeah, definitely going to be using a bit of them. Uh, Grant Moore, Seager, Fandle, third base. I'm guessing that's a Seattle question. Yeah, uh, I I'd go Seager. Top arm, Derek. Who do you got? It's Granky in a raw point sense. It's probably Eflin or Lyles in a point per dollar sense. So you know, do with that what you will. Uh, Grant, favorite arms, favorite two arms for tournaments on DraftKings. GPP arms. Uh, Walker Maeda. I like Maeda a lot. Uh, we did not talk about the Gazelle. Do you have any interest, Cardi? I mean, 4K is an interesting price. I would be interested if there was, I think, a format to play him. Like, there's these other cheap guys in cash games, and in GPPs, he's going to be limited to, I think they said, like, 50 to 60 pitches or something like that. So he doesn't have the upside for GPPs. There's just not a format that he really works for, I don't think. Yeah, even with the arms like being so kind of spread out today, I just don't think like this is the slate. Um, Grant, finish us off here. Shortstop punt on FanDuel. Torres, Polanco, or Wendell? Uh, Torres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, if you guys haven't checked out Sharp Side, make sure you check that out. Uh, Cardi Moneyline, Grant and I both like uh, Minnesota Moneyline today. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out over there on sharpside.com. All the details for the street contest. That's going to wrap it up. It's been fun working with Cardi and Grant. Uh, make sure you guys are staying tuned here for Kevin Roth. Cheese is good. STL cards bringing you guys home on crunch time. If you're a premium subscriber, um, hit the like button. Tell us you like the show and um, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.